Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Real Rap Podcast. Not the Real Talk Podcast, because I <laughs> fucked that up a lot last podcast. But, you know, we got it right this time. I got it right this time. <laughs> Avi always gets it right. <laughs> and Hilly probably gets it right more than me. But anyways, um, hope you guys enjoyed last episode. But it's time for a new episode here. We got lots to talk about, some reviews, um, some new entertainment news. The strike is over, guys. Yeah. It's done. Four it's months. Over with. Four months, yeah. Yep, four months. But we still got some actors strike there. But, you know, maybe they'll end soon. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of leading in a direction, you know. At least it's starting off in a right direction. Yeah. With the strike ending, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah. Um, first, before we talk about everything... Uh, let's talk, um, actually, no, before we talk about the Expendables, because we're going to start off with reviews this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm JP Bonilla. Right over here next to me is my co-host, Javi. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And our special guest uh, from WFCS Radio, his show is Thursdays from 5 to 7, if I'm correct. Yeah. It's uh, DJ Hilly D himself. Uh, Hilly, how you doing, pal? I'm a right. <laughs> chilling like a villain. Let's get it. Nice. Yep. So he's uh, here to join us uh, for our show. He's our special guest for today. Um, shout out, Lucas. Thank you uh, for uh, being our guest last week. And thank you, Haley, for joining us this week. No doubt. Yep. So, guys, um, <sighs> I, I watched the worst movie of 2023. This is how we're kicking off things. Uh, yes. Um, I told you guys I would tell you all the details when I, when we started this podcast. You know, I held off. We finally made it to that moment. Expendables four. It is the worst movie of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I want to apologize to Charlie Day. He will not be listening to this podcast, of course. But you know, in, in the off chance that he does, I want to apologize to Charlie Day because originally, if you guys have seen my letterbox, Fool's Paradise is the worst. It was the worst movie for me. I thought it was the worst movie of the year. Um, it was just bad. Like, a lot of amazing actors there wasted. I thought Charlie Day was going to do so much better, um, but he kind of did really, really bad. Um, but I want to apologize to him because, you know what? On the uh, To defend him, it was his first time directing a movie. And at least it looked nice. You know, it looked nice... He, his performance was good in the movie, mm-hmm. but it was bad. It was a bad movie. I couldn't defend it until Monday when I saw, when I went to the movie theater, AMC Plainville, shout out to them. Um, when I went there, pouring rain, drove half an hour because I have AMC A-list and that's the closest. And I saw this pile of dog shit. That's the best <laughs> way to put it. This pile of dog shit. It is so bad like and you know if you don't want to be spoiling it if you want to see this awful movie then um you know i would recommend not listening uh right now i would say maybe in half an hour um i'll put a timestamp if uh you know none of you want to get spoiled but i'm talking spoilers here because i just need to get let everything out about let it off how <laughs> bad this movie is You've and if we're warned. being honest you know if like i said if you're one of the listeners that um wants to see this movie then don't. <laughs> just you're, don't. You're being warned. You're being warned. <laughs> Save your money. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you're one of the listeners and have watched this movie already, I'm so sorry. 
But I am hoping, and I think the number of listeners that have watched this movie is zero. At least I hope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it so bad? <laughs> I mean, there was like three other people in the showing I went to. Um, and I watched it in Dolby. It's a very loud movie. And um, you know what? Let's... I have I took notes. I showed Javi before. Um, Javi didn't see the movie, yeah, I see but yeah. I showed him some clips. He doesn't know what happened in the movie or anything. I don't believe. Um, so he's you're you're gonna get the whole the whole plot plot the whole right here. Basically. Yeah, but he saw some clips just because I wanted to give him some context and everything. Um, so let's go over the notes I took for this movie because. What a shit show it was. So, you know, like, I think it was about half an hour in the movie where I just decided, you know what, let's take notes because I just need to talk about this movie. I really do. You almost walked out, too. You were, I you did want to walk out. You wanted to walk I out. contemplated walking out so many times. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the certain points uh, when we go through the, you know, through nice. this notes um, of the times I did want to walk out. I actually want to walk out 32 minutes within the movie. Like, 32 minutes, half an hour. That's how bad it was. Wow. Because, like... The beginning was rough, but nothing where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, it was like 32 minutes with it, like, you know, within a movie where I'm like, I hate this movie. It's not even like I dislike this movie because now I, Fool's Paradise, they said I hate that movie, but I dislike it. Expendables like 3, I mean 4, I hate this movie. And I'm not going to act like Expendables, like the franchise never had like amazing writing or anything, no, you know. The prim okay, let's go over like... So, the first bad thing about this, the premise of the Expendables, all three of them, is that they're full, you know, they're pretty much the all-star team of uh, 80s and 90s, maybe even 70s action stars. Mm -hmm. uh, even some 2000s, because, you know, you had Jason Statham there. Yeah, Jason um, Statham, Terry Crews, a couple yeah. of other people, yeah. So. Like, you had a bunch of people there, all-star cast, you know, like the first one you had... You know, both of them, Randy Couture, who wasn't an actor, but, you know, you had some UFC fighters. Even you had too. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin. Yeah, the Texas yeah. Rattlesnake himself. Well, yeah. <laughs> Did they like, not only include him in, like, one, what, Terry Crews and Stone Cold? And, like, Terry was in multiple, but uh, Stone Cold was only in one. Okay. He was, yeah, he was only in the first one. Was Terry yeah. Crews in four? Was he in four? No. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'll get to that. I will get okay. to that. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember, yeah, in advertising, I didn't, I don't think I noticed him in the commercials or the, even the poster. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Man, um, yeah, it's hard to even talk about this movie. <laughs> you know, like they have that, that's the whole premise. It's like the also, it's like you know, like the last for hurrah for a lot of these guys. Yeah. Like, you know, you had Arnie in there, like all these guys, a bunch of badass, yeah, you know, action superstars ready to tear shit up. And you know, Expendables and <laughs> 3 like had Ronda Rousey, which was yeah, cool at the at her peak. You know, this is like peak, peak. Ronda Rousey, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, really before cool. WWE, before she yeah. went to WWE, it's because it came out. In 2014, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that was when uh, she was a uh, women's bantamweight champion. Still um, in UFC. So, you know, like, they... And, like, that three, even though it's bad, it had a great cast. Like, you had also Antonio Banderas there and everything. Wesley Snipes. Yes. So, yeah, you had... Yeah, they added, yeah. So... I mean, they know how to put together a team, but yeah. just the problem is how to use that team effectively, you know? Yeah. They, they know how yeah. to put together a team. So, I get, you know, for those who don't know much about the Expendables, you got the gist of it now. So, you think action stars, action all-stars. Mm -hmm. Expendables 4 doesn't do that. Like, you, have, you know, you got Sylvester Stallone coming back. You have uh, Jason Statham and Dolph Lundgren back. Mm -hmm. um, you have Randy Couture back. 
um, you know, and like I said, I named, I gave you guys a list like Ronda Rousey, Stone Cold, Wesley Snipes, Chuck Norris, John Claude mm-hmm. Van Damme, mm-hmm. uh, Arnold um, Schwarzenegger, and then um, just so many names, so many names. But this one, they replaced all those people. And mind you, it's not like a lot of those people died. They're just mm. not, they haven't even been mentioned in the movie. They're just not in there. They're yeah. not, in the, they're just not in the movie. So who do they get replaced by? Uh, well known action stars Megan Fox and 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Maybe, yeah, I noticed maybe that, 50, yeah. but like yeah. Megan Fox, what? Transformers? That's it? Yeah, she did. That's yeah, a- Transformer. <laughs> yeah, that's basically. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like Megan Fox. You know, like I yeah. really liked her in Jennifer's Body. That was a fun movie. Um, I like. I don't, I don't mind her. I liked her in As April and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. I forgot she was even. Um, that. <laughs> she was in both. I mean, everyone forget about. I forgot about those two movies. The new one's better, but yeah, yeah. I don't think she was bad in those movies. I think she was fun. I, I like Megan Fox. Um, I like Fifty too. I love Fifty. You know. More, mostly, I mean, not really for his acting. Not that he's a bad actor or anything. Just mostly for his movie. I mean, music. Uh, his music. Yeah, I love fifties music. But when you think action stars, you don't think those two people. Yeah, you I don't see that. Yeah, no, well, not whatsoever. Like it's it's so that so that, that that's where we're already losing some negative points. But you know what? Mm. Going into it, I was just like, okay, it's weird that like the cast was so less you know like kind of downgraded from like the past cast mm-hmm. but maybe it's the movies will still be you know the movies will be at least fine passable yeah maybe not great maybe just mediocre that's fine um but the two takeaways from this is that a never trust a movie that replaces an a with a four in the title because the last movie that did that was another shit show fantastic oh. four 2015 or as we call it fan four stick also mm-hmm. Never trust a movie where the goal is to start World War Three because Russia, I mean, between Russia and the U.S. because terrorists want to get richer or something. Secret Invasion did that. So this, yeah, this is the second thing I've watched where <laughs> that happened. So let's get into it. Um, early notes that I had. Worst movie of 2023, like I said. Mm-hmm. You thought The Flash had bad CGI. Oh, boy. Let me tell you about this movie. The CGI in this movie. Oh, my God. It's like the CGI in this movie, it is as bad. Like, it's as bad as something very low budget and mediocre. Not even mediocre. Awful. It is like Airplane versus Volcano, Sharknado, like those Asylum movies. That's how bad the CGI is. Mind you, the budget for this is $100 So where did that hundred million go? Because it, uh, it definitely didn't want to go to the CGI of this because it was bad. Those explosions look so bad. The green screens, dude. There are porn parodies that look better in this movie. <laughs> there are, like, it is that bad of a movie, and it's directed by this guy uh, named Scott Wall. I don't know if I said his last name right. He made a movie called Hidden Strike that had Jackie Chan and John Cena. Oh, yeah. And it was the same thing there. Like, um, you know, like the CGI was just horrible in that movie. The green screen was awful. You could tell that they weren't in the locations that they were in. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just so obvious. He did not use any of that movie movie magic. Um, And it's the same thing here. This guy, it's like, what the hell is he doing? Like, it just looks so bad. It was bad. That's all I can say. The Flash... 
I am I'm I'm sorry to the Flash too because man that CGI even like the freaking uh, Speed Force scenes it looks better than anything in this movie oh, wow. because it it's just horrible. That's saying a lot. <laughs> saying <laughs> it a lot. is saying yeah. a lot. Ish. The blood yeah. looks like it's from MS Paint or like Google stock <laughs> Not photos. MS Paint. <laughs> it looks so bad. It was so bad. There's just no effort to make this look good at all. And this film is in theaters in Dolby for $100 million. And it looks like crap. It looks no, <laughs> it looks slightly better than Asylum movies. Asylum it's movie? It's that bad. No, Asylum, like Sharknado. Oh. Yeah. So the other takeaway before we get to the plot, jokes are super unfunny. Um, just really edgy and unfunny. Like there's always edgy humor, but it's not even like, it's not even good humor. It's just unfunny. It's like you get secondhand embarrassment just listening to some of these jokes. That cringe. Is it that is cringe. cringe. What's like, what's Arnold? What's Arnold's character in in the, in the Expendable series? Um, I forgot his name. But fucking make some dumbass reference about <laughs> like, oh yeah, I told you I'll get to the chopper. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> But, like, huh. even that's better than this. Like, even that was fun, but, like, this is just bad. Um, Stallone's character is useless and shit. It's really, he's really useless in this movie. We'll get to why. Um, <laughs> there's this actor named uh, Jacob uh, Saipio, I think his last name is. Mm-hmm. I might have said that wrong. I don't know. Um, his character, easily the fucking worst in this movie. Like, he, it is literally just jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes from this guy. And none of them it's, hit. None of them hit. All of them is awful. Like, it even gets to the point where in the movie, all the characters tell him to shut the fuck up because <laughs> it is so bad. And that's how, that, like, that was my favorite part of the movie, just when they said, told him to shut the fuck up because it was, he was horrible. He was horrible. Jeez. And he was fine in Bad Boys uh, for life. So, you know, I, I don't blame him. It's just the writing for... All these characters is fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. So let's get to the plot because it's going to take a while. <laughs> so the movie starts, you know, you meet Megan Fox's character. You don't really know much about her except that she's dating uh, Jason Statham's character. What the fuck? And they're arguing with each other over something stupid like not being able to handle both lifestyles or something. But it was just like a ridiculous argument. And um, Stallone knocks at their door and then he joins in on the argument and makes fun of both of them. But it was just really unfunny. But like it was like... You know, whatever. Like, him and Jason stayed in my good chemistry, at least. So I'm like, you know what? The chemistry's fun. It might make for a decent movie if there's, you know, still good chemistry between them. So, oh, yeah, and uh, Megan Fox's character is an expendable. Okay. Um, so um, Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone's characters go uh, retrieve Stallone's ring that he lost in a bar to some guy named Jumbo Shrimp. In a thumb wrestling match. What the fuck? Not arm wrestling. Thumb wrestling. Thumb. Thumb wrestling. And the plot is basically him trying to get his ring back? No. No, no, no. no. This is just the beginning. Oh, the beginning. (laughs) I was about to say. But Jumbo Shrimp plays an important factor. He's the guy in the clip that I showed you that gets punched in the face by Jason Statham. (laughs) Oh, the ones, the two that are fighting. fighting. Yeah. 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 So he plays an important part later on in a way that you won't expect. That's, um, so they uh, go try to retrieve it, you know. Um, they start some shit at the bar. They fight. Or actually, Jason Statham fights everyone. Um, Sylvester Stallone's just sitting there doing nothing because, like, oh, I hurt my back. 
Like, this mother... And it turns out his back wasn't even hurting or whatever. I don't even know. I was confused. Um, but he did fucking nothing. Um, but they retrieved the ring. Um, successful mission. Um, then they go on a mission with 50, whose characters introduced um, to us in the film, uh, Dolph, Kator. And I want you guys to keep this in mind. You know, I want you guys to remember what I'm going to say here. Those guys are there. Megan Fox is not with them in this mission. I repeat, Megan Fox is not with them in this mission. Okay. So remember that. Uh-huh. Remember that. Because that's an important detail for later on. Just not okay. Mission. Okay. Okay. Um, I just had to breathe. Uh, like, I'm just sighing at how bad this movie. <laughs> like, just remembering how bad this movie was. So the mission is to get stolen nukes back from terrorists because <laughs> because we don't really get explained that until later on, I guess. And even the reason for it is fucking stupid as hell. Isn't it like every fucking Expendables movie just literally dealing with terrorists in some way, shape, or form? Yeah, but this one is worse. <laughs> this one is way worse. So just to get straight to the point, the mission goes bad. It goes horrible. As always. Um, Statham ignores orders from Stallone's character. Um, Stallone is, uh, you know, riding on a plane and everything and shooting. Um, he's just shooting at everyone, uh, missiles and everything, bullets, etc. But then a missile from the enemy side hits Stallone's plane. Stallone's plane is on fire. Statham says, I'm going to go save your ass. Sylvester Stallone's like, no. Fuck no. Get those fucking nukes because my life is not more important than the whole world. Mm. And then Statham's like, you know, he's going after him, but then he's like, fuck it. I'm going to save your ass. Then he goes and the plane crashes and we see a destroyed plane and in the, in the seat, on the pilot seat, a burnt corpse. Stallone's character he's is dead. dead. And how many minutes is this into the film? Half an hour. Oh, half hour. It's only half hour. I don't even actually. I don't even know it was half an hour by Mm -hmm. then. It might have been only like twenty minutes, and he's dead. Damn, he's already so. Barney's dead. (laughs) They just take his. Wow. So then, um, so like I said, they show the burnt corpse of the character. Keep that in mind for later on. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. Then a memorial service is held at the bar where Barney's severed arm is on display with his ring that they retrieved earlier in his middle finger. Um, you know, his middle finger is sticking up and everything. Um, so now this is the part where I told you guys to keep in mind, remember what I said earlier. Uh-huh. Statham's character gets fired for disobeying Barney's orders. Mm-hmm. Um, Barney's, uh, you know, S- Stallone's character. So because of that, there needs to be a new leader because Barney's dead. So who did they name? Megan Fox, who is not even in the mission at all. In fact, we don't know anything about her. We don't know what missions she's been on. We don't know anything about Megan Fox's character. They did such a disservice to her because they, like, (laughs) she wasn't, it's not, you know, Randy Couture or Dolph Lundgren who are in the mission, like, who are literally in all three movies. We saw what they did and everything. We Mm -hmm. know they've been there the longest. No, they give it to Megan Fox, who we don't even know if she's been on the mission. Yeah. And she wasn't on this one. Jeez. She was just at home while everyone else died or got hurt. Kind of bad character development. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much. It felt so rushed and everything. Like I said, they did really, I would honestly, if I'm being honest with you, 
they did such a disservice to the female characters in this movie because there's only like two. Um, and the other one, I don't even know. There was another one there. I don't even know why she was there. She did nothing. She literally did not. Actually, I'm just going to get straight to the point. None of these guys do anything. They never do anything. I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. I'll get to that in a sec, actually. Even I'll, the like the fight scenes and all that stuff, the explosions, they're not they're not fun either. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I'll, I'll explain why. You know, because, like, I'm, I, man, everyone, I, I mean, it was just really impairment with the female characters, but... Man, think about it now. All those characters except for one, mm -hmm. they were shit. They did nothing. <laughs> so, you know, Stan leaves. He steals the ring um, and takes it back from, you know, for himself because he wants to remember Barney. He goes to find work because he's, you know, he's unemployed. Mm -hmm. So he's, he, this is the thing you mentioned earlier. Um, he serves as a security guard for a social media influencer. And by God... This is the worst fucking scene I've seen in a movie in such a long time. So it's this motherfucker who looks like James Corden, <laughs> annoying as hell. Um, they do the really cringy thing where, you know, there's just like stupid fake comments on the, you know, social media posts and everything. Yeah. But this guy is so obnoxious. And I know he's written to be like that, but he's so annoying that it's just like it turns you off in the movie. And it's just like, oh, my God, I want this to end already. Um, so he serves as a security detail for this guy. Um, he's being uh, the James Corden. I'm just, I'm just gonna call him James Corden. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, discount James Corden uh, is a social media influencer. Has all these women in this house. There are like hundreds of women. Mm -hmm. Damn. Um, and he's being sexist as fuck to them, saying, you know, like, oh, like, let's see which one I'm gonna fuck tonight and everything. Um, Jason Statham's like, hey, you know, respect them. Like, you know, they're human beings, all this stuff. Um, yeah. And in, in, in the one good thing in the scene, he beats the shit out of James Corden. Okay. And so I'm just like, thank God, because this <laughs> motherfucker was so bad. I never want to see him again. I'm sure the actor's a really nice guy and everything, but I'm sorry, man. This... He, I never want to see him again. It was just too much. It was too it's much. It's too much. <laughs> it was way too much. That like, what a stupid scene and everything. And then you have people in the comments saying like, oh my God, I want to fuck Jason Statham. Um, I want to fuck the guy, like fuck that guy and everything. Like, what? oh my God, it was <laughs> so <fuck>? stupid. <laughs> I hated that scene so much because it was just so cringy and everything. Like my explanation is probably better than the actual scene. I won't lie to you mm -hmm. because, you know, most people were like, oh, it can't be that bad. Oh, trust me. If you see that scene, when it comes, you know, when it comes out on uh, digital and, you know, there's YouTube clips and everything, I dare you guys to watch that scene because it is bad. It is the worst thing I've seen in such a long time. I don't think anything in Fool's Paradise was as bad as this. Shit, there's probably some yeah. clips already. So let me, let oh me. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's yeah. just, oh, Jeez. fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. Um, so then, yep. I think he gets his money or whatever, but you know, um, beats a shell of him, unemployed again. Mm -hmm. um, so then Jason Statham's like, you know what, fuck it. I want to avenge Barney and... Um, I'm going to go to my ex's house, so Megan Fox, and check out files and beat the show of these terrorists and get revenge for my friend. Mm -hmm. um, he gets caught by her. He's like, hey, I want to go on a mission. This is the clip you saw. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, you weren't invited. <laughs> You're not allowed to join us. Like, motherfucker, what? 
And this is why it gets stupid later on. <laughs> uh, it, it gets really stupid later on. <laughs> so um, they fight. Then they have makeup sex. And um, Stanton gives her her knife. Keep that in mind for later on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, no. It's the next thing. It turns out it's a tracker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sneaky Jason Statham uh, using this tracker goes and follows the Expendables to Thailand, which is where the terrorists are at. Um, so, you know, then the Expendables go on a mission. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Statham's like, you know, he's somewhere else because, you know, he's not worth the Expendables. He wasn't invited to go. He got, he is fired still. Um, so the team consists of, uh, Megan Fox, um, this model, Levy Tran, who I saw in Shameless. She was cool there. Mm-hmm. Randy Couture, 50 Cent, uh, Jacob, whatever you say his last name. Um, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia is in this movie. He's the one that fired uh, Jason Statham. I forgot to mention that earlier. Okay. Um, so Andy Garcia is in this film, um, and he's like, I guess he's like the head guy there or something like that. I don't even know. Um, so they go on this mission. They're on a boat to stop this terrorist, which apparently is where the nuke is at because they stole the nuke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're led by Megan Fox. Um, they go check, and it's empty. And then they go into some room and then they find everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone has guns. The Expendables have guns. In past movies, the Expendables, they usually just go go and fight, you know? Yeah. Like, they will fuck shit up and they don't care how many people are there. They will fuck shit up. So, you know, considering that there's, they have guns and the others have guns, you know, you'd think there would be a fight, right? Fuck no. They instead, instead, five seconds later, you see them and they all got caught and trapped in a room. Damn. All of them? All of them. They let, they didn't do anything. They let them outnumber them and just like, they didn't even pull up a fight. They just gave up. What? I know. And then there's like multiple of them and they're like big. Yeah. They're big guys too. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like they, what? It's just. They did nothing. They just easily got caught like that. Like, nothing. That's not the Expendables I saw in the last three movies. What? <laughs> Two and a half. Let's not, let's not say three. Uh, Expendables three. <laughs> so, uh, Jason Statham, he talks to some guy that was friends with Barney. Um, makes it, you know, he's like, he didn't want to be a part of it. And then he finds out Barney's dad and he's like, oh, I will help you now. And... <laughs> They go on a ship, and um, he, this other guy, helps Jason get on the boat. Now, this is why the exp- this is why that last part I just mentioned was so embarrassing. Um, well, first, let me do this. Terror- terrorists make threats by th- threatening to kill Andy Garcia's character, who is taken hostage. Um, stupid as shit, generic. Um, they show a Russian satellite when uh, Jason Statham's like look up in the sky for some reason, and my God. This is where this is a part where the CGI was awful, you know, because it shouldn't be that hard to make like a decent looking satellite. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, they showed the satellite and it looks straight out of something like Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. It is horrible, <laughs> horrible. That five seconds of satellite was horrible. It didn't look like it looks so fucking fake. It looks so bad. It, like I said, straight out of Jimmy Neutron. That's how bad it was. A hundred million guys, remember that. A hundred million. If I could find a click, uh, click, um, clip, I will post it. You know, I'll put it on the video version of uh, this. A um, hundred million. Wow. 
and then they can't afford million. <sighs> they can't, they can't afford to beat up the villains. They can't nope. afford CGI. Nope. Jeez. <laughs> so, um, there's a scene where you know Jason's sneaking in. Terrorists are watching a video of him beating the shit out of James Corden, uh, and they're really big fans. And they're like, "Oh, I want to meet this guy so bad. He's a hero of mine." Then they do meet him and get murdered by him <laughs> in cold blood. Great. That was actually kind of funny. I won't lie. Like that, that was that part was just like, okay, that was a little funny. I won't lie. Um, so remember, there's eight Expendables that went on the trip and they got caught easily. Mm-hmm. But of course, fucking Jason Statham, one guy kills the majority of their army. Everyone on the ship gets murdered by this one guy. The Expendables couldn't do, mind you, they didn't do shit in this movie. And there's eight of anything. them. There's eight, eight of them. And, and how many people were on the uh, the terrorists? How many of them were there? God knows how much. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's okay. a lot. There's a, but you know, you would think like... One guy killing them all versus like... Eight? eight. So eight, eight people couldn't kill these guys, but one motherfucker could kill them. And it's not like it's like, you know, eight like people who don't have like combat or anything. No, it's like eight of the baddest motherfuckers like, you know, allegedly in this universe. And they gave up easily while Jason Sam's out there murdering them in cold blood in the most creative ways possible. Actually, it was kind of generic in this one, but you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there was one cool scene where there was like a motor, like him jumping on a motorcycle and did a wheelie kind of, that was cool. But like, <laughs> this motherfucker murdered everyone and the eight Expendables couldn't do it, dude. Eight of them. Eight of them. Oh my God. It's just so... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is like just I don't even trash. have trash. Trash. <laughs> it's so trash. <laughs> so the expendables can't escape. They're trying to find a way to escape. Um so they find this thing, but they can't open it. Um like uh like this little uh what's it called? This vent. So they're like, oh it has to be it can only be open if you uh Put something wet on it. So, oh my God, it's like, um, man. So basically, you know, they're all stuck in a room. There's nothing wet. Mm-hmm. So Randy Couture's character is like, you know what? I've had to pee this whole time. So we get a thirty-second scene of him just taking a piss on his thing, and I'm like, nothing happening. Nothing happening. Just Damn. everyone stare at him taking a piss. Why? But it works. They get out of there. <laughs> Jason Staten opens the door. They're not there. Um, then they meet up um, somewhere else because uh, they almost get... These guys, there's like two terrorists and these guys get stuck and they're like, you know, raising their hands and everything and just like, you know, they don't know what to do. Um, but Jason Staten like comes out of nowhere and just kills him immediately. Like this one guy is doing everything while these eight other people just don't do anything. What kind of leadership is this? That's fucking terrible leadership, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> just. he easily killed that person. So now it's time. The final battle. Um dun, dun, dun. So, <laughs> uh something it was a funny thing. Uh PIMP by fifty plays and distracts terror. So meaning I guess fifty has a doppelganger in this movie. I guess. <laughs> so there's fifty and then the guy that looks 50 like he's portraying and I guess he looks like him. I, that one's kinda that's kinda fun. Man, um, what kind of bullshit? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, like in Captain America Civil War where they reference Star Wars. And I guess there's 
Samuel L. Jackson, and then there's Nick Fury, who looks like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that's, you know, it, it's stuff like that where I'm just like, okay, that's fun. That's fun. That's a little bit fun. Whatever. Um, so, you know, they kill all these guys. There's more guys that they kill, but the other guys don't really do anything. Like, it's really mostly just Jason Statham. Just oh, him. and I forgot to mention, the other guy in the ship, he said... He uh he said he wasn't gonna fight because like I don't have it in my heart to kill anymore. Wow. And then a couple minutes later, before Kills. they before they meet up with the expendables, he's like, Oh actually, uh, it would be a dishonor to not save Barney's friend and I'm killing these motherfuckers also. <laughs> so then after that, you know, more action goes by and everything. Um then he kills the main guy that's uh that was the last clip you saw. Um, the guy who was in the raid, um, forgot his name, but yeah, he got killed by the way. He's like, oh, it wasn't me. It was actually my boss. Plot twist time. Andy Garcia's character is actually the villain and the main guy. Wow. Um, he's the main leader of the terrorist, kills a dude. I guess like there was like a prisoner exchange and he killed that prisoner. He killed the two cops that were with him or something like that. Um, his motive is he wants money or something. He's like, oh, I'm going to get richer after World War Three. Motherfucker, you're going to get nuked. That's such a stupid. Even Jason Statham's like, what? Like, it was the dumbest fucking idea. Oh, my God. I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate it, guys. I hate it so much. Um, and it was such a bad, bad, like, just bad twist. The worst action movie you've ever seen? I think so. Definitely goes in there. Worse know. than Up Steel. <laughs> Steel. Steel. Steel pretty. It's the one where Shaq played. Uh, the, oh, yeah. I never actually seen that. I actually want to see it. So Steel. fucking Just bad, to, dude. Listen, Steel. it's. What's cheesy? Steel. It's not as bad as. Well, it's not. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it. But like, I would like to think it's like cheesy. Good, yeah. like like uh, when he played uh, what was it, Kazam? Kazam. It was it wasn't good. It was bad, but it was cheesy. I think I, I think I'd rather watch Steel than this. To be honest Steel? with you, yeah, Steel. I think so, because like I'm not expecting anything. I'm not that I should be expecting anything from Expendables, but like yeah. they couldn't even give me great action. Like fuck out of here. I know, and that's the thing. Expendables is supposed to when you go in there, you're supposed to see like over the top action from these action stars and. Yeah. I mean, I like, but I haven't seen the movie. I mean, I'm probably not going to see it like <laughs> after I just read your review. And then yeah. also, too, I mean, I'm looking over here, too. It did really poorly in the box office this weekend. Oh, not it, it only made 8.3 million not opening week. And it cost 100 million to make. So it took like a huge, huge dip. And then, not to mention it, it's incredibly low rating. It has a 13% in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So. So, yeah, they ain't getting paid shit for that movie. No, we're getting Not we're getting to all. the end point. We're getting to the end point, guys. Right, this to, is give, it. to give like credit to like at least fifty for like two seconds, you know, yeah. like at least he has power. You know, he, that's Ooh. his own stuff. Like you never seen Power? Like his show? oh yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah, show. Yeah, oh, I've never seen it either. Dude, but, there's like, like eight of those shows. I know. Yeah, there's a bunch of spin-offs. It's like Power Book 5, Book 6, Book 7. And then there's Ghost. I'm like, Ghost. there's like so bruh. many books. I, I ain't no shit about none of that besides that that fucking white dude supposedly crazy as fuck. I don't know. Yeah. So, basically, Andy Garcia's character has a detonator that could shut off and prevent the nukes from going off. Okay. He throws it in the ocean. 
Why? Because he wants it to happen. And basically, the X-Men will see this, and they're like, okay, we're going home. And then, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. They're like, okay, time to get off the ship. We're going to go on the boat. We are going to just leave. Nothing we can do here. Goodbye. Adios. So they leave. They leave. And yeah. then Jason Statham's like, no, actually. And he's like debating. He's like, no, actually, I'm staying here. He tells Megan Fox, like, goodbye, whatever. I forgot. Um, and he's like, no, I'm going to stop them. I'm going to make sure the ship is like in the middle of the ocean. doesn't go to Russia. No place gets nuked. Nothing. Except the sea. Those poor sea creatures. Fuck. Man. Um, so basically, he stays. He fights all of them. Kills whatever's left of them. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Then uh, they all get killed. Final confrontation um, between Andy Garcia and Jason Statham. And I forgot the quote. But it w- Andy Garcia says something so fucking stupid it's such a bad quote um i forgot what it was but and i'm so glad i forgot because it's just that bad but i know others have mentioned it too because it was just such a really 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 dumb line it's just like oh you're just like it was like some kind of std i forgot which one but he's like oh you're like like this blank std um you can just never go away I think it was like, oh, he said it was like, you're just like general genital herpes. You could just never go <laughs> away. I was That's about what to it say, was. I was like, is it herpes? Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> everyone, <laughs> bro, everyone in the theater, I can hear everyone else and they're like, what the fuck line was that? <laughs> what the fuck? Like. <laughs> Damn. So then, you know, they're about to, they're about to kill each other, fight and everything. And then all of a sudden, Andy Garcia gets shot to death. But not by Jason Sandham, by a plane. I told you guys to keep something about earlier. <laughs> and the person on that plane happens to be Sylvester Stallone's character. He's alive, guys. I, what? He's alive. <laughs> He's I, alive. That is so dumb. I was going to say something earlier. It was like, That's it's so, just leading up to like him dying and then coming back <laughs> randomly for whatever fucking reason. Yep. So yep. he... I haven't even seen this movie, and I'm already... So he dies. You see him die, and then you see his corpse. They have, like, a service for him, and then yeah. he just comes back out of nowhere, and he just... Yep. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I picked my dead. So he picks up Jason Sam. They're running away. Yeah. The nuke goes off. The sea, the sea creatures die. Yeah. The bodies are gone. The boat is destroyed. Um, it is fucked. It's over. It's gone. Everything's nuked. Uh, then Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone are writing off and he's like, how did you fake your death? He's like, I'll explain that later. It does get explained later, by the way, which is the, at least they did that, but it wasn't a good, it was not good. In fact, I'm, I hated it. Basically, he's like, oh, I had to fake my death because I knew Andy Garcia was a traitor and I just had to prove it. But, you know, cause you know, he was like, it was hard to make him budge. Um, and yeah, so I had to fake my death and fake everything and get him out of his comfort zone. And because uh, he knew that if I was around, his plan wasn't going to go through. And uh, yeah, that's why he faked his death. 
So then they're at the bar celebrating successful mission, guys. Woo! Even though Jason Statham fucking carried all of them. Oh! I forgot to mention. I totally forgot to mention. Once they meet up and everything, I forgot to mention. Apparently, this is <laughs> such bullshit. Um, they meet up earlier. Um, when they meet up earlier, Megan Fox is like, oh, yeah, this was actually all part of the plan all along. I knew that the knife you gave me was a tractor. Tractor? Tracker? <laughs> it would be funny if it was a tractor. Uh, tracker. I knew you were going to show up anyways, and that's why I didn't invite you on the trip, and it worked. So, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Bro, if he Bullshit. went with you the first time, you wouldn't have been trapped on the fucking boat. You would have probably, like, he would have fought. Because that's just how the character's written. Like, he would fight all those guys, and uh, he already did it. He did it by himself. He literally carried this whole team. This whole team is, like, celebrating like they did something. They mm -hmm. did nothing. They just stood there. They got caught. They did nothing. 50 Jeez. Cent looked like he didn't care. None of them looked like... They did nothing. They did nothing. I don't know what they did. I can't name a single thing they did. Like, Dolph just shot some people, like, two people. Mm -hmm. They did nothing. Absolutely not. Like, I can't believe all these guys were useless. Unless you're Jason Statham. They're useless. Absolutely wow. useless in this film. I don't know why they were here. I really don't. I don't know what the point was. It might as well have been, like, transporter, like... Four. Four. He could have just carried the film yeah. on his own. He it could have just been, I don't know why they made this Expendables. If you're just going <laughs> to focus on Jason Statham, you might as well have made this another transporter. But anyways, they're celebrating at the bar. Hooray. Barney's not dead. So then the explanation finally comes. So this is for, the, if you remember, I told you one last thing to keep in mind and remember and this is where he plays a part. So, Jason's like, oh, how did you fake your death? What? And then Barney's like, well, remember Jumbo Shrimp? The guy that we fought earlier oh, and yeah. got the ring back and everything, all this stuff. Yeah, basically, I knocked him out. And, uh, yeah, basically, um, he knocked him out and... Uh, Took him, took him on the plane, um, and he woke him up, and once the plane, you know, once the plane got hit, he woke him up and put him in the uh, pilot seat, mm -hmm. and Barney jumps out, and the corpse, the burnt corpse we see is Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> is that his body? did absolutely nothing wrong in this film. What the fuck? So the hand, oh, the severed the hand that's in the bar is Jumbo Shrimp. So Ew. Barney kills a motherfucker For who no reason. did nothing to him. Who The only thing he did to Barney was beat him fair and square in thumb wrestling. Fair and square. And it's, not like it's not like he cheated or anything. It was fair and square. And he won the ring. And he wouldn't give it back because he won it fair and square. No, that motherfucker won the that motherfucker won the battle. Nah, he <laughs> the, he won the fucking war <laughs> by fucking doing what he did. <laughs> he said, "You want to take my shit? All right, bet I'm gonna knock your ass out, put you in this fucking plane real quick." And this guy, <laughs> this guy suffers for nothing. He wasn't even like he didn't even do anything wrong. And apparently, Jumbo Shrimp. Isn't like actually his like actual nickname. It's just the nickname that Barney gives him to be an asshole. And <laughs> what the fuck? Like, 
Jumbo. It's like, what? He just proved that guy's point. Barney is a fucking terrible human being. He's so useless. He, like, let his team. It's just so. This movie's so bad. So, 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 so bad. So bad. I hated it. It's yeah. it, it has half a star on my letterbox. Yeah, letterbox. But if I could give it negative five stars, I would in a heartbeat. So it it's just negative five stars for me. That's how bad this movie is. A dead nothing just yeah. doesn't deserve any points. It no doesn't deserve points. anything. Nothing. <laughs> Sam. I hate this movie. I hate it. Don't watch it, guys. If you're considering watching this movie, don't. For the love of God, don't. <laughs> don't. There's better movies coming out. If you want to see a bad movie that... Will actually be like more mediocre and everything. Just watch Saw X. That will Saw at least be X. fun. Like you know, just saw, just watch anything else in the theater. You know, Equalizer three, whatever. I don't know anything but this movie. It's not worth the money. It's dog shit. Absolute dog shit. No, I don't. I can't. I really can't even redeeming thing about this movie. It's that bad. Oh my. God, I can't believe I went through that. I can't believe I... <laughs> How long is it? It's like hour 45. I want to say hour 30. Oh, so an hour and a half. And it's still it. not worth it. It could be um, half an hour and it's still not worth it. I don't give a fuck. It's terrible. Hour. It's so bad. I never have wanted to walk out of a movie so bad. I, the only reason why I stayed was for this podcast. If I didn't, If we didn't have this podcast, dude, I would have left. It's that bad. I have to tell all of you guys listening, do not, do not watch this movie. And if you're watching this movie to see how bad it is, Godspeed, my friends, because it is terrible. <laughs> it is the worst movie by far. I don't know how many times I have to say it because it's like, it's just that bad. Oh my God, dude. There better not be an Expendables 5. I know. I was going <laughs> to ask you, did they like leave a cliffhanger for like an possible return Expendables 5? I mean, like. If- I don't think so. I think they, actually they might have, but yeah. they better not be at this point. If you're going to give us this, I shit. mean, yeah. And then also to another factor is that it's doing poorly, like critically. And then also yeah. commercially too. Yeah. If it's only making, it hasn't even made like nowhere near though. It costs a hundred million. It's not yeah. even nowhere near. And I don't know where that hundred million went. They probably give it all to Sylvester Stallone, fifty cent, make it five. Uh, fucking Jason star Stone. power. That's really it. But there was no star power in this movie. There's barely any, bro. They, they had a. Le- I don't even know the what's the budget for three because that had a stack cast, dude. You like I can't believe they got they got that many people for that movie. Um, and but it was just like, wow, dude. It was. Dude, it was a hundred million for three. So and the CGI looked good there, but in here it looked like shit. And it had a better cast in the first, in the third one. Oh no! That's crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And you're you're not a fan of the third one, but you prefer the third one. I oh, like oh. the third one a little bit better now after seeing this one. For sure, dude. This is. Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> That's all you could say about this movie, shit. Oh, I mean, it's like, shit. if you leave a cliffhanger for any type of, uh, uh, you know, possible sequel afterwards to, like, do literally anything, shit, you, you could pull some bullshit out of your ass, like, harder than, you know, Vin Diesel and, you know, fast movies, because, you know, 
what we got ten, we got fucking three movies left for that fucking series. Yeah, but at least like, at least those movies look good. No, it just it doesn't look good. It doesn't. No, I mean like good whatsoever. No, I mean like, I mean like you know just like visually it looks good. I'm not saying the story's good. I'm saying like visually, it looks good visually. Like the thing about the one thing you can never say about Fast and Furious movies is that, like they. They all look good visually. They don't. You can't say they don't. Like what looks they, good about this motherfucker jumping off a bridge to go to another well, side of a bridge? This to, talking movie. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk about this. <laughs> Fucking, he you know, drop from like one highway to the other side of the highway onto another fucking no, and then catch a car mid jump. And then land on that. Sh- I don't even remember exactly what the fuck happened. All I remember is that it, like. That clip specifically, uh, I was just like, what in the fuck am I watching? And I promise you it looks better than anything in this movie. Hey, I, listen, it can listen, look better, the, but like... The cars look nice. No, and it has a better story by far. It has a way better story by far. At least I I enjoyed the fuck out of uh, Jason Momoa in that movie. I could... There was stuff I enjoyed in Fast X. I won't lie to you. I... Like, I'm not going to tell you... It's like it's a good movie because it's not. It's not. But at least Jason Momoa was fun to watch. At least the action scenes are fun to watch. Like you know, at least the explosions look like actual explosions and not something from like PS2 graphics, bro. Like that's how bad this fucking movie is. Like it is PS2 graphics, bro. PS2 graphics. Just awful movie. I don't know how long I've been rambling about this review, but it's that bad, Javi. <laughs> it's that bad. It's that bad, dude. You know, I think with these franchises, with a successful, fran- like a good number of them, I think three, like three or possibly four. It's tough with four. I mean, but successful ones definitely is like the John Wick franchise. Yes. I mean, they have all, all four good movies, all, movie, all four good movies. I can't talk right now. <laughs> All four movies are really good. They have they come up with creative kills, creative action. Yeah. And it has an interesting plot. Yep. And I think what happened with kind of the expendables is that yeah, you know, the first two they kind of seem you know, the first one seems like an an idea, you know, people of retro action stars, you know, coming together, tearing things up. And you have a stat like I said, you have all these Action stars, I mean, Stallone was big in his time. Arnold Schwarzenegger was big. So you got all these guys coming together, Terry Crews, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was that they saw this. And then I think the first, the first, I think two or three, you know, they did pretty solid in the box office. And then I think that kind of gets to them. And they say that, okay, we kind of have, you know, we kind of have a calling here. We kind of have like like a following and we could do that. Into more, and I think when they the more they do, the less exciting and the less action packed you get, and it just becomes kind of like dry, you know, in a yeah. way. And I think that's what kind of happens with some of these, especially like big, over the top action franchises. Like I said, some of them, like John Wick, is definitely it's it's still holding up. Um, I, I I don't think we need a John Wick five, but if it were, but yeah. if we did oh, get to see it, I mean, it's I'd like definitely to gonna happen with a new character. I'd like so. to see John Wick five uh, yeah. based on the you know post credit scene. Post credit scene. I want to see more of that. Guy. I forgot his name, but he was so cool in that movie. What Donnie Donnie Yen? Yeah, Donnie Yen's character. Donnie I forgot Yen. his name's. I forgot his character's name. Oh, name in the movie. But like, there was a tease where uh, spoiler if you haven't watched John Wick chapter four, be warned. Uh, where you know like uh. I forgot the other guy's name too. The um, he killed 
her father and the daughter is trying to get revenge. I would love to see a revenge movie like that. Oh yeah, isn't that supposed to be what it, the 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 next one? Is They're doing like be? a spinoff. Yeah, I hope Baller, ballerina. But that's not. That's ben, totally different from. Totally the, different. Yeah, this is that was that's uh, taking place between chapter three and four. Chapter three and four. <sighs> Listen, yeah. I don't know. Uh, John John Wick isn't my my slice of uh, flavor. Because uh, you, you, you say, you know, that the, the plot is, you know, really cool and whatnot. I don't know. I just don't fuck with it. Uh, I like it. Because it's like, all right, you get the whole premise is like, mm. okay, this man is out of, you know, out of whatever whatever underworld that he was a part of. And he's trying to live a normal life. I, you, you, you steal my dog. You kill my dog. Whatever the fuck the case may be. I'm going to go fucking kill you. You fuck with me just even a little bit. I go fucking kill your whole criminal empire and just fucking ruin it. Well, shit. That went from fucking zero to 100 for no fucking reason. <laughs> with yeah. nothing else to fucking, sh- like, show for it otherwise. With... I, go oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, then I don't know, like, with two and then beyond. It was like, and then he gets back into all of that shit. And then I'm not... I'm not too familiar with everything that happens in the, you know, in the in-betweens, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, once you go from that and then you're trying to build something off of that and then trying to just, like, delve into something else so, like, that you can, like, try to forget about, like, what the fuck it started from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just then. What I like about the John Wick franchise is just it's stylish in a way and just the look of it, too. You know, kind of has that darkish kind of film noir essence to it that that's what i like from the series and i think when they have like a certain vibe and with like a certain character i think that's what kind of makes me enjoy it and bring it back so kind of like shifting gears now to the the equalizer i was gonna say yeah yeah because way better movie equalizer three (laughs) yeah so (laughs) with the equalizer series it's good because you have denzel washington's character uh Robert McCall, who's basically, he's retired, but then all this stuff happens and the people that he's surrounded with are being harmed. So that calls him to go into action. And so I did see three and you saw three today. today. You you just saw it today. And before I watched three, I last, because I saw it last week, I saw three last Thursday. And then I did a rewatch of one and two. So I think with the Equalizer franchise, I think that is a good trilogy because, again, it's something – it's not too over the top. I mean some of the action is over the top, but it doesn't like yeah. overwelcome its stay when it does go over the top. It kind of stays leveled in a way because if you look at the first two, they're really not that violent. I mean there's some, there's some action, some stuff going on, you know. You know, there's some, there's some blood and stuff, you know, some yeah. crazy kills. Three, three, violent either. Yeah, so they're – they're not as they're not that violent, and I think with Denzel's Washington performance, you know he has he brings a certain essence to his character that makes it just smooth and just likable. Yes. You know, I think these characters you just kind of make them likable and root for him. I mean, you see him again; he's a guy, he's retired, and then this one too, he's in Italy. Too. Yeah, he's in Italy. You know, trying to enjoy Italy, trying to get away because he's originally from Boston. He's in Boston, yes. Massachusetts. And I think the third one is definitely, to be honest, I think the third one is definitely like my favorite out of the trilogy. One of my, it's close. It's between mm-hmm. one and three. Cause usually, like nine times out of 10, I'm gonna say the first one is the best out of a franchise. But in this one, it definitely, three definitely held my attention a lot because it was, it brought something new. 
but a different setting. And then also had a new character too. I mean, each film has their own new character. So in this one, we had Dakota Fanning's character, which I thought was good to I see. Didn't her. Recognize her for a second. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just good because she hasn't been in, she hasn't been in a movie in a while. I think the last movie I saw her and she had a small role in it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's yeah. When I saw her. Yeah, and that was like four years ago, 2019. Yeah. And I, I thought she was I thought she was good in the movie. It's good to see her again. And then also too, she had previously worked with him almost 20 years ago because they did a movie back in 2004 called Man on Fire. Have you seen it? Yes. Tony Scott film, yeah. yeah. So it definitely with the Equalizer, it brings new characters. Uh, again, it has that same Robert McCall manner that we all know. He's kind of calm, but he'll protect the ones and protect himself. You know, he definitely has people that he looks out for, and he protects himself. And like I said, there's definitely some decent fun action sequences going on that are not over the top and are not super violent. Like you get it, but it doesn't need to like go over the top. I feel like with Expendables that they know that they have all these big action stars. So like, oh, let's go over the top. But then sometimes when they think that they're doing something really big and creative, it just kind of misses, you know, it's like a hit yeah. and a miss, you know? Yeah. That's, that's how I kind of feel. Um, But I haven't seen the fourth Expendables, but definitely from what I heard though. You yeah. Should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just but, looking at reviews alone, yeah. my fault. You know, just looking at the reviews alone, I was just like, damn, that that shit's really fucking bad. What do they give? I, I saw I think so someone gave it what like a fucking two or three. I don't remember. That shit was fucking bad. Yeah. So it's it, I think it just comes to like its structure, and then when it's action, you have to keep it like yeah, we want to do something different, but we don't want to also take away from our story too. And I think with comparing, kind of comparing, it's kind of hard to compare the Equalizer with the Expendables because the Expendables is a group and the Equalizer is just a single, you know, single character. But I think with them is that the Equalizer kind of relies more on character, its story versus Expendables where they just kind of focus more on the action and that getting that adrenaline rush, which is good, but... Again, if you're doing that, then all you really have is just explosions and no really. Because like you were telling me right now in your review, you were saying that there was no character structure. Like the characters were just, they were just basically thrown together. Like no. you were saying Megan Fox's character, she just came out of nowhere and then she became the leader of the, like, it's, <laughs> she, it just, it doesn't, she you didn't know. earn it. It's not like she, like, that's the problem I had <clears throat> in this movie. Like nothing feels earned in this movie. It is just. Megan Fox just gets the leadership role because she gets the leadership role. She didn't, she wasn't on that mission and she did nothing. There was nothing she, like, we didn't see her in an action scene at all. In fact, now thinking about it, I don't even know if we even saw her in an action scene in this film. Yeah. Like, well, I, it's, it's I literally bad, looked at a fucking dude. trailer. I saw like one action scene where she was holding a gun for, well, I mean, that was a trailer, though, where like there was one scene where she was just holding a gun. I don't know. Yeah, like, honestly, dude, like, if you're going to have, like, you know, if you're not going to give Megan Fox, like, some action stuff, I guess, like, the only scene I remember were her and Jason Statham fighting, that's really it. And that's just something that led to a sex scene. Like, if you're just wasting her on, like, then why even have her in the movie at all? And if you're afraid of her, like, getting into action scenes, then why not just cast someone else? Like... There's many, many, many women out there that have done action films, badass action films, and you know that have a good track record of it. If you're un- if you feel uncomfortable with Megan Fox doing action sequences and everything, 
why didn't you cast someone else? Like, you know, there's like Charlie Theron or even like someone older, like Linda Hamilton. Like, yeah. just like Gourney Weaver. I yeah, like Gourney Weaver. But when you cast Megan Fox for a lot of things, uh, nine times out of ten, uh, what are you fucking casting her for if yeah, not know. for her looks? Um, yeah. Yeah. And at least for me, uh, prior to when she did everything to her face and whatnot, I'm okay with. After all of that, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, like, I don't know. I don't know. I I get it. Like, she was cast off her look. And it was very apparent to this way that she was, like, really cast on her looks. Yeah. But, like, you could do both. You could, like, cast her on her looks and, like, because you can make her a badass. But in this film, it just, like, was just mostly looks and, like, Hey, let's get her in lingerie and all this stuff. And like, you know, like that's the lone film, just, right? He didn't write it, but he did produce it, I believe. Yes. Okay. Like, so I was like thinking, like, all right. So realistically, when you think of like the Expendables period, is like you got, you know, like you said, the whole culmination of you know all these action stars and whatnot. And, yeah. And then you gotta fucking sit here and appeal to people. That aren't necessarily like too much into action. I wasn't into action films like for fucking ever as a kid. And then after that, like what, as a teenager, then I shifted to comedy where I like mostly like to see funny shit on screen. You got to fucking drag me to fucking want to go see something that's mostly action half the time now because it's like half the same Mm -hmm. shit most of the time. If it's not explosions or fucking stupid ass bullshit with like subpar plots, I don't know. But point being is, is like, I don't know, to grab more, I guess, casual attention, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. And, like, I I mean, I, I that's that's a good point because, like, you know, there's the whole thing with her and MGK. And MGK does have a decent fan base. So, you know, their thinking was also probably like, um, you know, like, oh, let's cast Megan Fox because her fan base and MGK's fan base, like, you know, like, they're like, they could will probably go see this movie now. Hopefully they didn't see this movie. Imagine them just uh, casting Taylor Swift at this point. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, she has a huge like oh fan no. face. Yo, if they had cast Taylor Swift <laughs> for funny. the fucking Expendables, bro, oh <laughs> my fucking god! At least Megan Fox <laughs> has been in action movies, but you know, yeah. like it's not like she was like the she wasn't doing shit. She was yeah, no, she was just like she was just there, just like Sam with Wiki. Like he was just there, or Shia LaBeouf. I mean, but yeah, that was the character, like. It's just like the. It's not like the human characters did much in Transformers. They just stood there and ran away and be like, "Ah, you know, we have this cube and we got to run away from the Decepticons." Like, you know, oh no, it's not like it's known for human action. It's known for robots beating the fuck out of other robots. Like, yeah, I don't know. So mm. I guess to sum it all up, Expendables or we'll just say the Equalizer Three, pretty solid. Pretty liked solid. it. Um, Anton Fuqua, you did a great job. Yeah, because you directed all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. did a great job um, directing. I give it a thumbs up. Um, yeah, I and enjoyed seeing it. Denzel Washington, bald, old, fat, so <laughs> kicking ass. Yeah, no, you he, love to see it. <laughs> he definitely carries the film. He definitely yeah. carried the series well uh, for nine years now. Because it came out in 2014, so yeah. he's definitely carried it well. I like I was an yeah. Italian, also. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was different too. A different setting, which I liked. Again, something new, yeah. and adding new characters. You get some nice, good scenery. Mm-hmm. 
So that, that's what I liked about it. And like I said, it's it's good, and then it doesn't like overwhelcome its stay. I think the mm-hmm. time too, it's decently it has a decent runtime. It's about an hour forty five. Yeah. And so that's a decent runtime, and you know, a solid plot too. I mean that that's what I you know that's what I enjoyed about it, and I definitely think that it was one of the stronger in the trilogy because two. Two I did enjoy, but I feel two is a little bit, in my opinion, just kind of the weakest of them. But it's still enjoyable because I did I watched yeah. it last week. I still liked it, but I just feel like I like three. I I feel like three is kind of like stronger in in the franchise, but one is still, I agree with the, with that. one still holds up so, very well. As like someone who hasn't watched Equalizer at all, um, <laughs> what exactly about it is appealing? I think Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah, right, I mean, other he, than Denzel, he, I mean, he carries the film well. But definitely, it's what's different about it from other action movies. It's it's not super over the top. So he's basically he's retired. He works in like the government, you know, part of the CIA. He's yeah. heavily trained. He has all these skills, but he's just trying to kind of distance himself from all that stuff. But then things happen to people like around him, you know, uh-huh. and that kind of calls him to take action. You know, I in the first one, and a little bit of spoiler, but I mean, it's been almost 10 years since the first one came out. Uh-huh. But in the first one, though, he's working kind of like at a Home Depot-like store. Yeah. And he occasionally goes to this diner where he reads his book, and then he comes across a young girl played by uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, who's basically kind of like an uh, uh, escort. Uh-huh. And she's getting mistreated by like these this like Russian kind of mob, basically. And he, you know, steps in, tries to save her. I mean, at first he negotiates with them, offers them money. They don't accept. So then he takes action, you know, into that. And then he just kind of basically protects people, you know, that he's surrounded with. And then the second one uh, with Pedro Pascal. uh, And then he has his neighbor, too, who he protects, too. I mean, it's just people around him that he kind of saves. So it's basically like he's kind of like a father or brother figure, you know, towards other people. And uh, you just see that with relationship. I mean, in a way, it does have a sense, too, of kind of just like relationships, again, with like ones that are close to you. And I don't know. That's what I like about it. And then, too, it's just not super like over the top explosions or stuff like that. It's just, you know, a couple cool fight scenes, a couple of shootouts here and there, but nothing like nothing like expendables over the top. You know Uh, what I'm saying? uh Um, It's very it's very content, a very content like action series that's that's enjoyable. So So I guess to sum it all up, because I feel like we've been here for like half an hour to talk about this. Um, Equalizer 3, thumbs up? Yeah. All right. And huge thumbs down to Expendables 4. Um, Scott Wall, just retire. (laughs) I've seen enough movies from him. Need for Speed, Hidden Strike, now this. Just retire. (laughs) You don't know how to make a movie. Like, you don't even... Like work at the asylum because that's the that's the best you could do, pal. <laughs> that really is. Hate to break it to you, I don't care. He makes more. He's he's a millionaire. Dude's not suffered or anything. Like he's 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 out here making money off poor, absolute, disgusting quality products. Hey, still gonna make that like, money. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like I said, this movie just does such a disservice to every character. Like I said, the female characters are just badly written mostly there to be eye candy when they like when they could have done so much more of them and just be well eye candy i don't know it was really stupid um the male characters were old and 
like it was really apparent that they were old in this film. Um, they were old and not good at all. Jason Statham's good in this movie. That's the only one I'll give credit to. And yeah, there's an uh, I've I've said it all. Like that that that's really it with this movie. <laughs> you know what they could have yeah. done was probably put like I don't know maybe even though I don't find any like form of attractiveness to her towards her, but like I don't know maybe Rhonda. Rhonda Rousey. I mean yeah. Not about attractiveness. No, I'm just like like all right. So like obviously we we was the whole. They thing. did have her last movie. I, f- I what, forgot. In three? It was yeah. She was in three. Oh, so then why the fuck didn't they bring her character back? She must died in the movie. I forgot. Oh, what it's the been fuck? A while since I saw three, I have to I have to watch I have to watch it again. But yeah, I'm like, like it's just you know, oh no, I don't know. It's whatever. Let's let's move on from this. <laughs> so let's uh, entertainment news. Let's definitely talk about the strike. Yes. That it's the four month. Strike that's finally over. It ended y- yesterday, right? Ended yesterday. This morning, actually. This morning, 12 today. One. Yeah, guys, the strike's over, like strikes we said over. earlier in the show. Um, yeah, so um, I, uh, I I pulled up an article here from The Wrap. Uh, shout out to them. Um, all credit to them. Um, Javi, if you want to read it. Um, sure. I'll, I'll have you have the honors. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so... So the guide also negotiated key gains for writer uh, compensation for streaming films and television shows, including a bonus structure for titles that do exceptionally well on their streaming services. Starting in 2024, streaming titles with budget, budgets of more than $30 million that are viewed by 20% or more of the service's domestic subscribers in the first 90 days of release gets a bonus equal to 50% of the fixed domestic and foreign Ritual. Views will be calculated as hours streamed domestically of the season or film divided by runtime. For example, projects written by the new agreement on the largest streaming platforms will receive a bonus of $9,031 for half-hour episodes, 16415 for a single-hour episode, or 40500 for a streaming feature. Wow, that's good. And also, um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, I think I know that one was something that was talked about a lot, um, you know, during the strikes because especially I think I know the two um, services I heard, the two companies I heard that um, were being a pain in the ass about um, streaming numbers and everything were Netflix and Amazon because, you know, um, especially Netflix because, you know, like, Companies like uh, Warner Bros. Discovery or Disney or Comcast, um, though, like, yeah, they're in the movie business, but, like, you know, they can afford to, like, give away more money because they, you know, they also have theme parks or licensing comic books, all this stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, a bunch of other um, stuff. It's yeah. not like there are companies that are in multiple industries. Netflix only Netflix like it's only just streaming like that's that's their whole model that's the only thing they make money of because that's the only thing they do um and I heard they were being the biggest pain about that because um um with residuals because there's just you know there's just no good way for them to or at least that's what they said there's no good way to like you know like fully give a good amount of money to you know, the writers, mm-hmm. um, based on streaming numbers, it was, it was something weird like that. Um, 
Well, I'm just glad that it seems like they settled it a lot more in this agreement because I know that I really, it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of argument about that and everything. More than AI, a lot of people were thinking it was AI. And there was, AI does play uh, partially into this, but it was mostly about the streaming numbers because I know they were writer like, I forgot. I'm pretty sure it was a Netflix show. There was this one writer that showed us her paycheck, and I think it was like $25 a month, which is disgustingly low. for Especially for writing and for a big streaming service like Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it was, and she said she wrote for a big show. She didn't disclose it due to NDA reasons, mm-hmm. but, like, she said, you know, like, it, was, it wasn't even, like, you know, like a small show on Netflix that doesn't get watched by anyone. It was apparently a big show, and she got $25 a month. $25 a month. That's... Did she say any, like, whether it was, like, an animated series or not? No, uh, she just said Netflix series. That gets a lot of viewership. So, I don't know. Probably, like, it's, Big Mouth or something? I don't know. It could be, stri- it could be uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, because that's currently, true, like, the yeah, big, true. the biggest one People on People were Netflix. saying that like, it was something, like, you know, like... Like, they were, like, uh, theorizing that it might have been, like, something like Sex Education or Stranger Things or oh, somewhere around that. Bro, I got to watch the last season of that shit. <laughs> I'm so ready. I, I just remembered that. I got to... <sighs> bro. Yeah, and, like, so it was one of those. Um, the last bullet here, um, it also says WGA will also receive confidential viewership data on streaming shows based on hours viewed, though only aggregate data can be publicly shared. That's interesting. Wow. Pretty interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, I'm definitely glad that, you know, the writers are getting what they want because really they're a big part of our programming. I mean, without these stories, we would have nothing, you know? Yeah. I mean, just they're the creative minds behind all these creative shows. Yeah. You know, because when we think about TV shows, I mean, the main thing about, think we think about is just the actors and performances. And I mean, that they're important part too. I mean, they're the ones who give us these emotions and feelings, but hundred percent. Yeah, but also too, it's just like the stories that come from these writers' minds. I mean, some of them are just the most creative things, you know. With yeah. a lot of these, I mean, shows. I feel like for the past, you know, fifteen, ten, fifteen years, have been getting so popular yeah. because we've been having all these people liking streaming services. You know, with me, it was started off with like shows like Breaking Bad and Walking. Yes. They just became popping, and then we instantly, constantly having started more shows like. Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, you know, all these Better Call Saul, you know. Yeah. So I'm definitely glad that they were able to get what they definitely deserved because putting a story like this together is definitely not easy and definitely to get recognized too for it. So I'm definitely glad that they were able to reach something. Another thing is um, another thing I want to mention from the agreement too because there's a lot to go through in this agreement, but obviously we're not going to go through all of them because it's it's a lot. But the other big thing um, that was a big fight was bigger writer rooms, and it looks like they got that. Um, so I got the list here. Uh, per the agreement of uh, the WGA and the AMPTP, um, for shows that have episodes of six or fewer, the minimum amount of writers in a writer's room is three, and the minimum of writer-producers in a writer's room will be three. Um, for shows that are between seven to 12 episodes are... The minimum is going to be five um, for just writers. And for writer-producers, it's going to be three. And same thing for those that are 13-plus episodes. But the minimum of writers in um, the writer's room will be up to six. So that looks that's really, really good for them. I'm really happy about that um, because, again, that's something the writers really want, wanted badly. Um 
They um, also says after the series is greenlit, uh, the studios agree to hire writers according to the number of episodes order. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be really great um, for them. Really, really solid deal, I'd say. Um, yeah. It seems like most of the WGA, I mean, well, they agreed to it. Um, but it looks like uh, this coming week, uh, members will be voting to ratify it. But work is back at the moment. That's good. Yeah, and then the talk shows, too. We were talking about this, too, before yeah. we went on air. The talk shows, they were going to come back starting Monday. Yeah, um, John Oliver comes back this Sunday, from what I read, and then everyone else will come back on Monday. So. Yeah, Monday, yeah. So you'll get the yeah. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Well, it's going to be interesting still because um, those shows are coming back because the writers are back, but they still are going to feel really incomplete because they're missing the one thing that one big thing about talk shows, which is celebrities, the guests. Yeah. The guests. Yeah. And I was actors or actresses. And I was talking that too earlier with someone about all like, since the writers are back, SNL can come back. But I was like, wait a minute. SNL can't come back because the thing is the host. Every under a different deal though with the, um, with the uh, actors guild. Um, apparently they are allowed to come back um, oh, okay. through some agreement. I forgot the name of the agreement, but it's like the same reason why Ken Jennings can do Jeopardy or um, some of these other shows can, you know. Still like the game, game shows, shows like, yeah. Um, what's his face? The guy who plays uh, Carlton can do uh, host Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, because, Dancing with the Stars. You know, I think game shows and um, skit shows are in a different agreement, Definitely. I believe. Um, I totally forgot why. I mean, I totally forgot what the agreement was about. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they're allowed to keep going, but it's a matter of do the actors want to do it? And some of them have shown that they want to. Mm -hmm. Some of them are um, contractually um, forced to uh, because, you know, they signed the deal, they have to do it, and the uh, the Actors Guild encourages them to do it. But, um, you know, there's some that obviously want to keep striking with their fellow actors and actresses and make sure everyone else gets a fair, good deal. Which leads to our next thing. Um, actually, the Actors Guild will be meeting up with the AMPTP within the next two weeks. Maybe, um, so, you know, I'd say things are looking pretty promising since the WGA strike um, is over and um, our, you know, they agreed. But part of me feels like it might not be as easy. It might be still pretty hard because I feel like even the, I feel like the one with the Actors Guild, it's going to be a lot more complex. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because I feel like the, especially the AI concept is, you know, like that was a concern within the writers, but like with the actors is an even bigger concern because the most disgusting thing that uh, I read was the fact that they, you know, um, studios are wanting to hire background actors, pay them once for their likeness, never use them again. And those background actors will never, ever, ever get a paycheck if the studios use their likeness in another film um, because, you know, they just want to fuck over, you know, like smaller actors, you know, extras and everything. And they wanted to be cheaper. Like, so, you know, say like it's a Marvel movie. If you agreed um, to another movie, like say like, I don't know, like, Star Wars, where you're an extra, and um, you're actually on the set and everything, um, and you agree to let them use their likeness in another movie, um, 
they will do that. They will CGI you on someone else, and you will only get paid once for it. You'll never get paid again. Um, so if you did it for Star Wars, you'll get paid for that, but you're not won't get paid for like Spider Man or like Iron Man or something like that. I explained that poorly, but I think you guys get the gist. It's yeah. a fucked up deal. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's 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 not cool. Yeah, it's not cool. It just shows the greediness of the studios. Um, there's just a lot of problems there, and a lot of things where you know, there's just there's a lot to go through there. So. Who knows? I, I'm hoping for the best here. Um, I really am, but who knows? It's uh, I know that one's really complex and everything. So yeah, um, you guys have anything else to say about the strikes or something related to it, like about television? Uh, I know we have this on our agenda. Oh, the, the Office, The Office, getting a reboot. Yeah, I see. Yeah, or do you want to go over the next thing? Uh, we because uh, I forgot to mention before. Okay. I would say I want to save the office for uh, last. A little okay. Bit. Yeah. Um, because I want to talk about the next thing actually. Um, Netflix, Max, Disney, and other streaming servers form an alliance after, <laughs> coincidentally, after this deal was announced. Um. So that's interesting. Hopefully, uh, we'll see where where that leads to. I'm not really sure what to say much about there because I guess they're trying to get some advantages and everything from what I read in the article. So try to like prevent this from yeah. like yeah happening. Yeah. That's yeah. Fuck. So they can be more like prepared, like Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it it's tough though. It's tough. I mean especially you know, because the act uh sorry, the writers they were so, you know, passionate, you know, about this. Yeah. So it's it's tough, you know, uh for them to kind of go grunts and now they're forming an alliance, you know, kind of after it. So they just, yeah. I guess they just kind of want to be better prepared in case if this happens, yeah. you know, again. And now um, this is why I wanted to save it for last, <laughs> save this one for last, um, because I want to get to this one. Uh, first, I'm about the streaming services thing, because now, speaking of streaming services, as Javi mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. The Office is getting rebooted Booted on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, it's, yeah, they announced uh, it on Monday, right? Yeah. Monday night. I, I Actually, saw it. I think it might have been right after the WGA agreement. Right after the agreement, yeah, because I I saw it earlier this week on Instagram, and I to be honest, I don't know how I feel about it. The Office getting reboot because I do like The Office during COVID, like yeah. during the early stages of COVID. I was in the middle of watching the series because mm-hmm. uh, I had seen episodes here and there before, but I never had watched the series fully in its length. And I figured, you know, now is the time to kind of just kind of float around and watch yeah. The Office. And it, it's a it's a funny show. It still holds up. Definitely, but I don't know because I feel like even though this is insane too, because the show ended ten years ago. Yeah. I, but it just I don't know. it doesn't. I feel like a, I mean, ten years is a long time, but just still doesn't feel like it like ended that long ago. And I, I don't know how I would go with it. I, I I don't know if it would be with the original people or whether it be a completely different cast. So, yeah. you know, I I would say I mean I'm definitely opening to giving it a shot, but I'm just like I'm. Yeah, I'm just cautious about it. Yeah, pretty much. Because also, too, you have something that's really good and just why kind of, you know, like mess around with it. Like, for example, with that 70s show and the 90s show, you know, I mean, the 90s show, I mean, hey, that's a good idea. But then again, it takes that shit seriously. It's just like, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of people who kind of grew up watching the 70s show is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's just (laughs) different, too. And the kids, too, on the 90s show, they're like much younger you know they're yeah. like these kids are like 15 16 and then when they did that 70s show they were like you know like 18 19 some of them even in their early 20s yeah. you know so it's um 
you know, I'm definitely open to it, but I'm not super excited for it, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on for that? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. So it's funny because you know what? Like people don't remember this or don't know, but the U.S., like the office is a remake of the U.K. Yeah, office. it is. Yeah. And, but actually they're both in the same universe too because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Ricky Gervais did show up as and, and, yep. in the UK office on you know the US one, which was a cool crossover. Um, so they're more like the US one's more just like a different one, the different you know in the same universe. Mm-hmm. If they go with the route of a reboot, I hope it's in the similar vein where Michael Scott exists in that same universe still, or all this stuff. I don't know if I like a flat out reboot. Though. I don't know. I mean, I want to give it a chance, but like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It doesn't sound, it's not original. It's just, I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like yeah. some reboots, like they don't, it doesn't need to be. Rebooted, yeah. It, like if you want to do like maybe a special reunion episode or something, yeah. I'm totally down for that. But, and, um, just like, like rebooting the whole thing again with like, yeah. you know, it's just like, and like, I wonder, I because here's the thing. Let's be honest about media sites. They don't know how to use the word reboot. They describe anything new as a reboot. Mm-hmm. Like they said, you know, like, oh, Jumanji's a reboot, but it's actually just a standalone sequel. Or, yeah. you know, like they said, like, oh, yeah, the DC, well, I guess the DC is, DCU is a reboot. But like how, you know, like, is it a soft reboot or like, Hard. is it a, yeah. you know, like, is it a sequel series? Who knows? It seems like it might be a straight reboot, but. Yeah. Cause it's going to be. Know. Yeah. I'm P- and But they use that term very, very vaguely these days. Yeah. So like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, you know, like the extent of it. And I, I mean, feel, we don't know anything except that it's just announced. And I feel like that's what we've been getting like all for like the past, like five, six years. It's just reboots. In TV and movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, like, there's nothing like it's even they did. Yeah, I, I can't even English right now. Like, I just like up, so. different industries in general. It's like whether it be movies, shows, games, it's like remaking some of the old stuff or rebooting it. It's like you're bringing something back to life, you know, and you know, bringing back the vision that you once had and like enhancing it, like. But for certain things, yeah, obviously they don't need a, a reboot yeah. or any kind of like, you know, specially remade thing. And then like the days of like the uh, fucking uh, reunion episodes, I don't know. That that shit was kind of just like, it was, I don't know, kind of cringe They did that. <laughs> they, they did like, I remember too, they did, this was from Max. They did. They had the Fresh Prince re, uh, oh, reunion. That's Peacock. That's Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, Bel Air. Bel Air, yeah. they they did that, but they did it in a dramatic, uh, dramatic yeah. version. They did I don't dr- like it that much, to be honest. They did. I, I'm Nobody not, did. I'm not really interested. Yeah. In, I mean, I like the Fresh Prince, the regular one, yeah, I like but the regular just the one. dramatic one, I mean, okay, I see it's different, but it's just not, it doesn't have that same charm that yeah. we liked from the first one, you know? Well, and then, like... And like, having, like, Carlton be like, oh, this tough lacrosse player, and it's just yeah. like, dude, that's not Carlton, man. He's a lacrosse player in it? Yeah, he's a lacrosse player what in it. What the like, fuck? I don't, I don't yeah, fuck nobody fucking it, cares about that and then, one. Like, the point is that Carlton's a fucking geek. I don't, like, want to... Yeah. I don't want to see him as, like, a tough lacrosse player, because that's not what he is. Yeah. He's, it's like, like a, he's a geeky dude who dances like an idiot and everything, and it's just so uncool compared to Will. But no, this motherfucker is... Like toe to toe and coolness with Will, and it's just like that's not him. It's not that's Carlton. Not well, I mean, like, like he could gradually gets there, but like at some point, but like even though he still like does his like stupid shit, 
but like I don't know the one the one likable thing I guess that people well could say about it was just the fact that uh, Will um, Will was uh, is the is the Uncle Phil of that series, right? Wait, in what series? And the and and the uh and the remade Bel Air. Will's not in your series. He's not. No, I swear like to God, Will was, Smith's not in it. Will no. Smith, the character is in it, but Will Smith. He's just like it. the producer, executive producer. Yeah. What the fuck? I swear yes. he was supposed to be involved, like ju- as legitimate character. What no, the he's, fuck? I haven't. Unless if he did, it, I mean, I haven't seen it. Have you? You looks like yeah, you've seen a little bit of. He it. hasn't been like a cameo or nothing. No, no, no cameos. No. Shit. You know what? Another reboot or remake, whatever one that I couldn't stand. That I thought it was so dumb. Was Saved by the Bell. They had that on <laughs> Peacock. They had. Well, first of all, they did spinoffs. They did like multiple spinoffs. They did like Saved by the Bell college years, which only lasted one season. Because yeah. people didn't really <laughs> care to see them in college, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, they did. And then Peacock, yeah, they picked it up for um, a reboot bone. But it was their kids. It was like Zach Morris's son, who's basically Zach Morris. And then who else did they have? They had Mario Lopez. But I guess he was like a gym teacher. Like, it just, I don't know. It just sounded, yeah. and I just had like zero interest. Like, I used to watch Saved by the Bell growing up as a kid. Like, I would watch like reruns, like at my grandmother's house, like as a kid. Yeah. And just like... I don't know. It just like the, it, I just looks like I had zero interest because it focuses on these newer characters, and there's nothing wrong. Kudos, nothing wrong to doing new characters. I mean, yeah. we definitely need new characters, but I just felt like it wasn't as new or creative. You know, basically, yeah. you're just doing the same thing, but with just like younger people yeah. and like a different. You know, Zach Morris, in the they all had like appearances in it. You know, but they weren't like the main thing. Um, if you're gonna reboot something, you need to put your you know. You need to make it creative. You need to make it different. Stand out from the original, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm tired of these reboots that do try to do the same thing the original did and make it fail. Like, I'll give props to Bella. At least he made it different from the original. I don't think it's good still, but, you know, like, I, I could appreciate the villain of a more dramatic, you know, Fresh Prince, but I, I do think it did, took away the charm of why, French, you know, because <laughs> Fresh, the thing about Fresh Prince is that it had dramatic moments, and the reason why those dramatic moments were so good was because everything else was a little bit goofy. Yeah, it was more humor. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard, like, you know, when Will Smith is out here saying, why don't he want me, man? And like, you know, like, that shit hit hard, bro. It hit you hard because, you know, like, all, all these moments, um, and then you have this one dramatic moment of Will being hurt, because his father does not want to be there for him. Like, it made that show so much... That's why the show has the impact it has today, because, like, you know, it's, like, impactful moments like that because of good writing and everything. Um, Bel Air, like, you do those... You do that in the current Bel Air, it's not going to get anything because, like, everything's dramatic. Everything's dramatic, so it won't stick out. Yeah, it's not going to stick out. No one really talks about the show or anything. Like, you know, Uh, but it does Uh, seem to get decent, like, viewership, so good for them. It's personally not my thing. Um, I know they're having another season on Peacock, so yeah. Good oh, for got renewed another, for another they got season. Renewed for another yeah, season? it's getting Jesus. reviewed a lot. Yeah, it seems to be well viewed. I know so they I'll they canceled it. the Save by the Bell one. The Save the Thank Save God. They canceled Bro, that one. Yeah. Yo, speaking of Save by the Bell, I didn't realize until like you don't realize this until after you get older. But Zach was a real piece of shit. No, he was. Yo, he was. <laughs> oh he my was. god! They had a. They had a, a, a. What was it? They had like a YouTube channel. Zach Morris is trash. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. About all I the saw the, some of those videos. I was like, damn, this motherfucker. He's was trash, bad. dude. No, that's true. That's a hundred percent true. He is fucking trash. 
He did, yeah, he did some messed up stuff. Like, like yeah. holy shit. How the fuck you go sit here and just Defend do some that. outlandish shit, say some outlandish shit, and then you still got motherfuckers behind your corner. Like, <laughs> just unbelievable. Nah. I know, there was, like, an episode where he got, like, Jesse addicted to, like, sugar pills or something yeah, like that. Like Placebos, bro. Dude. Oh, my God. He's yeah. so, like, damn. I can't believe, like, wow, no one really called him on his bullshit. No one did. <laughs> And he got away with it all. He, he got, got away, away with, with everything. Got dude. away with it all. <laughs> got a girl. Like, had a kid. Because, you know, re-fucking, what, continuation spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, with that said, uh, I'm sorry. I was just looking at some news here. Uh, naked Attraction from the UK surges to become Max's most popular show. Naked, and it just what? got naked, naked attraction. So basically, it's this UK show where, like, it's a dating show. Mm-hmm. Oh, where no. Basically, you just, like, I heard, see I heard. other people naked and everything. Yeah, and that's I heard how you of that kinda shit. just, like, you know, kind of base it on that. So, like, you get to see, it's so like, you know, you get to see, uh, the you have to be naked, and the person, um, there's, like, five people mm-hmm. that, like, you know, you get to pick from, and they all have to be naked, too. And that's how, like, <laughs> so, isn't that, like, on crazy. Netflix? No, it's on Max. They I had just a sh- edited it this week. Okay. They had a show like that too a couple years ago called Dating Naked. I remember that. <laughs> that's just so like yeah. it, I don't uh, understand those dating shows. Yeah, like that's yo, so weird. And, weird. and another one of the like shows like that, yo, fucking kill me. Cause I'm like, how do you genuinely get fucking viewership from certain people that like well from a group of people that obviously they look good? But just the simple fact that like you see, you can clearly see how like a good chunk of those motherfuckers are like shallow as fuck and, and they're meant for each other but <laughs> but like, like but it's so fucking like how are people interested that hard into it into that shit i remember when there's there's let's be honest there's like a couple reasons you know like some like just love reality tv some you know are just interested in the shit like that like you know like people mm. love 90 day fiance and everything and let's be honest about the other but group. 90 day no, no, fiance no, no, let's, let me, let's be honest about the other group some motherfuckers are horny as shit and just want to see some naked people. Let's be honest. <laughs> but it's like, true. It's true. Bro, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I though. feel like, yeah, a lot of those shows, like 90 Day Fiance, The Bachelor, they're, like, really popular. Like, they have, like, lots of people watching them, and they yeah. they have, like, 20 seasons of well, them. And, like... Yeah. At, listen, at least... I, I don't watch it, but, like, at least from the shit that I've seen with, non, with 90 Day Fiance, it's funny and wild... More so yeah. than like, oh, you know, we're going to show you some like generic fucking, you know, I don't know, like, let's say for shits and giggles, like 16 fucking people, like eight guys, eight girls type shit. We're like, oh, they're on a fucking island. Oh, what are they going to do? Fuck. End of story. Yeah. Bro, that show is wild. I did. Okay. So my mom does watch it. <laughs> and um, I was watching it with her. I think it was on Sunday. Because, I don't know, it was just on the TV and everything. Um, and I, you know, I was, like, just watching it. And it's just the fucking dumbest thing. To, like, there was this Bro, guy. So it was so trauma. nuts, man. There was, like, this. There was, like, a 46-year-old virgin out here that was, like, you know, like, being sexist as shit and everything. And, like, this guy is Damn. just being for, a total pray. piece of shit, on, you know. Like there was um there was a lesbian couple there as well and he was being totally shitty to them. This forty six year old virgin, bro, is just out here like and everyone points this out to him that he's just like, dude, like and he's just so confident that like, you know, like he knows what he's doing and everything. But and if that was the case, he's like, a forty six year old virgin. Because well, 
Um, like I think he's. I think it was also that he was like really religious too and everything, but like oh. conservatively religious. Wait, was it that was white just, guy? Was, was are we talking about the same guy? Is it a white? Is it an older white? Like yes. older white guy that had like he obviously like kind of gray hair and um, and like his wife is like a little bit younger, but like as she's a mom of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. the teenage daughters did not like it was. You know, they were like, oh, yeah, we're like when they had her on the show, they were like, oh, yeah, we're happy for a mother. Like, if they'll be good. And he, like, he legitimately dresses like an older, like an older guy. Yeah. And like he would, you know, like the it was like very apparent on like the two daughters faces. They did not feel comfortable with their mom being such a piece of shit like that guy. Well, like, (laughs) I don't know. Shit like that is just fucking weird. But like when you fucking see shit like 90 Day Fiance or just like certain shows that are more actually realistic. Yeah. Or you get actual like bullshit and, you know, drama where it's like you're seeing people like do the or say the most wild shit. It is crazy. Yo, I remember this one in particular where it's like, oh, homeboy lied about having a job and whatnot. And like he lived in a different country. Uh And... Oh, the I next, remember this one. The next thing you know, like, she had went to go visit him and then, you know, try to go live with him. Next thing you know, when she had went over there, he, he like, brought on the news that he really didn't have a, a job like that. And yeah. she was, like, flipping the fuck out because it was like, how the fuck are we supposed to, you know, support ourselves? And how are you supposed to support, you know, me and whatnot? Da, 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 da. I just That's basically like- gave everything up. Just to come here, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, I know a lot of those things on the shows are scripted too and everything, but like, man, you know, because like it's presented as a reality show, like, you know, if that, you know, if that 46 year old guy is like, you know, like faking everything and all this stuff, like, man, he better be getting paid good because I'm like, that type of shit, bro, the shit he says in that show, oh my god, dude, it's fucking heinous. Uh, you know, like, just to think, like, Max can't afford to pay, like, they they don't want to pay writers because they want to do more of this fucking shit. Like, dude, I remember um, my parents and I, <laughs> um, you know, it was, like, right after the Cowboys 49ers game, my mom put on TLC because she's a big TLC person. And one of the shows that came on was fucking MILF Island, where pretty much all, <laughs> pretty much the premise of this show was that uh, there's all these moms that I fucking wonder like, yeah, all these moms that go on an island no it's fucked up it's more fucked up oh, and they bring okay. their sons with them oh, and have their sons yeah. hooked up with the other bro moms. I fucking I heard some that shit show about was that nuts bro dude. I was so curious I was this close to being like wanting to watch just literally an episode just to like <laughs> see how fucking stupid like and wild that shit is like for each one of these bitches to fucking sit here, bring their sons, and the next thing you know, fucking sit here and have them hook up with the other ones. Like what? The yeah, that's it's fuck. Insane, bro. That's fucking insane. Do like I- no, listen, no, dude. I don't think any fucking anyone in the right fucking mind would agree to do some stupid shit like that. Like, what in the actual... Like, you gotta be fucking paid actors at that point. Yeah, there's no, no fucking dude, there's way. No fucking no, way. No. Like, you know, okay, here's the thing. Like, if it was, like, you know, like, just random just random dudes, like, then that's just like, oh, well, it's probably... Re-. But it's the fact that it's these moms, it's the sons of these moms that's that take strange. those... And they're like, yeah, yeah, honey, we want you to date this 50-year-old woman that already has, like, already has been made and everything. Like, yeah, you're, like, 20, but it's okay. 
Like, mother, like, what? That's so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, TLC, let me fucking mom. go bring you over here. They, they have some odd shows, TLC. Warner Bros. Discovery, man. They, 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 have some, weird. they have some odd shows. Bro, I remember, like, H3H3 H3 used to do a lot about, like, My Strange Addiction and all that stuff. Like, it's just they so have wild. Some, yeah. Like, oh that guy God, who had sex mind, with his car. My Strange uh, Addiction is one wild fucking show. I, I learned so much about what fucking people... Just having the weirdest, you know, obviously addictions, but like doing st- weird and stupid shit. Like I remember the fucking bitch that fucking sat here and just like uh, ate uh, the insides of pill- uh, oh pill- mattresses. Oh, my God, yes. That like she would literally eat the foam out of like mattresses mm. and shit. It's nuts. And dude. she would lose. She'd have to go through mattresses like quickly mm-hmm. because she would – end up eating all of it and i'm like that's terrible and not good for you like what did the fuck how is that good for you whatsoever or like i don't know uh the person that has like a fetish for like balloons (laughs) yeah dude the one that's wild to me is like the guy that had sex with his car named the car and uh he went to his father and he's like Yes, Dad. I'm having a relationship with my car. Like, <laughs> so bro, stupid. this shit's nuts. They have to be like, they have to be actors, man. Like, that's too like. And I hope, like I said, I hope guys like him or the woman eating mattresses or the um this quote unquote forty six year old virgin. I hope they are faking it and getting paid well because if they're not, they're so pathetic, bro. And even if they aren't getting paid for this, I mean, not getting paid. Even if they are faking this. I don't know, man. Like, that is, like, uh, if, like, if you, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, the shit they be saying is fucking wild. The sexist shit, the fucking, oh, I want to fuck your car so hard shit. Like, it's just, nah. why, dude? It's why. I don't know, man. It's 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 way too wild. Way, way, way too wild. And if they're, like, if they're getting paid well to act fake and everything, props to them. But if they're not faking it, oh, man. Imagine being that pathetic going on TV because, you know, you got like your ego just needs to, you know, validate the fact that you need to fuck your car or you need to treat women like shit or all this other stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just wild. TLC shows are just wild. I don't know how the fuck. It is ridiculous. Like, how are you going to have an acronym for literally tender love and care (laughs) and then just like shows everything but that? Yeah. Complete opposite. Oh, yeah. Well, last but not least for um, the entertainment news, the new Rick and Morty trailer came out with new voices, but they um we don't know who it is, actually. We still don't know who the voice actors are. They haven't announced it, but, you know, the person who plays Morty sounds pretty accurate. The person who plays Rick sounds a little bit off, but still Rick. Yeah, I noticed, like, the difference, at least with Rick. You, I'm, I don't know if there was anything with Morty, Yeah. Uh, like, voice acting too much, at tell. least in the trailer, but, like... I don't know. There wasn't much that I could tell, at least different wise from Morty, but like definitely Rick, you could tell because especially because you don't get, you know, the whole ass, you know, burping every two seconds. thing. Yeah. That's like what throws it off. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, it's also true. So maybe he does have in the show, but like it's weird. I want to know who the actors are. Apparently they're saving it for the premiere. I don't know why. But like you know, probably some fucking surprise cameo just to fucking kill them off in the cameo. That'd be that'd be kind of funny. But like I don't know. Um, I don't like. There's the whole Justin Roiland situation of him being a disgusting human being. So yeah, um, you know, Rick and Morty is looking good. 
Um, excited to hear and see who the new voice actors are. And uh, I guess we'll see how that goes, huh? Yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, willing to check it out, seeing it. Uh, I haven't really, to be honest, I'm, I haven't really seen too much of Rick and Morty. I've seen a few episodes. Uh, just never really followed it as much. Yeah. But yeah, but the stuff I have seen of it was uh, was kind of funny. So. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's that we got our last segment of the day, which is what's coming out this week. Yeah, we Number one, we got from 20th Century Studios, the creator. Creator. Which I've seen the trailers and I like I, lo- I like the trailers. It, it looks, looks interesting. And so far, some of the uh some of the early uh reactions uh have been mainly positive. Not so, surprised. So I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to it. It looks good. John David Washington. We were talking about his father. We Here got his son works. now. Yeah. So um yeah, and then yeah, it looks interesting about artificial intelligence and the yes. future. So always good. Um, then we got from Paramount, Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. Oh, Patrol. I will not oh, be watching that movie because, it. like, I not that we're not that target audience. Like, yeah, Paw Patrol. Yeah. Like, I feel like it started like what ten years ago. Yeah, and like, yeah, by then it was yeah, <laughs> way past, way totally. past my age. Well, if you're range. a if you're a parent that has a kid and is taking them to watch this movie, I hope the movie is good and I hope you guys enjoy it. As a as a it looks like it has some good cast. I mean, I know yeah. Chris Rock is in it. I is saw, he? I heard it, yeah, because I saw him in the commercial. He did a voice, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. And then the next movie from Lionsgate, Saw X, the one Damn. I will be watching this weekend. This weekend, well yeah, Friday, 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 yeah. Very, Friday. very looking forward to it because I'm a big fan of Saw. I know it's shit, Hilly. I see the look on your face. What? No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Saw is shit. But, like, yeah. I've seen Saw's movies before. I mean, but like, it's entertaining <laughs> because it's shit. I don't know. But the early reactions indicate that it's pretty good for a pretty decent, movie. nice, pretty decent for some movies. So I'm very excited. And then last but not least, and we touched on this l- last week, the Continental. Have you seen the first part? I've yeah. seen a little bit of the Continental. Um, Continental. Uh, yeah, so part two comes out on Peacock. Um, you know, uh, from Lionsgate Television. Uh, the first part so far, as from what I've seen, it's okay. I kind of like. I know some people didn't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. I think it's all right. It has a really, really cool intro. I like it a lot. Nice. But, you know, like so far, I'm like 30 minutes in. It's all right. I like it so far. Still um, willing to go um, go through with it? Go fully yeah. Through with it. I think I'll fully review it in two weeks once part three. Well, once know, it's part officially, three. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Because, um, you know, just uh, review it as a whole. I don't want to like really like talk about like part one, part two, part three separately. Separately, just, yeah, no, that makes sense. That just makes to sense. get a whole feel of like if I really like the show or I didn't, or if I was in you know, man on it. Um, but like it's alright, it's okay so far. Like I said, really cool intro. It's long. Um, <laughs> the episode part one was one hour and twenty six minutes, so it seems like it'll be like kind of three movies more than shows. like many movies. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. It was really, really long. <laughs> really, really long. But, you know, um, I'm going to finish it. I'll watch part two. And, uh, yeah, I should have. Re- we should review it, like, two weeks from now. Because I know this week, this Friday comes out. Next Friday comes out. Yeah, so it should be, like, episode five. Nice. Or four, I mean. Yeah, four. So, yeah. Um, I don't think anything else is coming out this Friday besides those things. Not that I know of. Yeah, the most yeah. one out of all those that I'm definitely looking forward to is the creator. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. the thing is, Gareth Edwards. I really like his work. Um, with Godzilla, um, 2014 and Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue was really One. Good. Yep, the so. bet with the best Darth Vader scene Rogue I've one. seen. 
because it's a really, really good scene. I love that scene. I got to rewatch Rogue One. I haven't Me seen too. it since it came out. It's been a while. It's been a while. 2016, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, um, with that said, I think that's it. Um, Time to wrap up real rap. Yeah. <laughs> real rap, real rap, real rap. I just got to remember that because I kept saying real talk last week. So <laughs> I can't believe how badly I messed that up. But next week, um, we'll be talking more entertainment news, more what's coming out that Friday. And uh, we're, me and Javi were talking, and we will probably have a whole discussion about movie licensed video games. You know, like those really, weird, you know, there's like those random ones you had, like B-Movie the Game or <laughs> um, Shrek the Third. Madagascar. I remember I had a Madagascar game for the yeah. PS2, Madagascar. Like Spider-Man 1, 2, 3. So we'll, like, we'll talk about a couple and everything. We'll talk about... The ones that were actually surprisingly really good, and then the ones that are horrific. <laughs> because I've played a lot of them, and some of them oh. are ooh, really bad. Touch back on a little nostalgia for you. I remember yeah. fucking Van Helsing. Uh, that was, They had a game for that. That was the one that had, uh, I'm pretty sure, Wolverine. Uh, the fucking Hugh, Hugh Jackman's Jack character. Yeah. 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 I said Wolverine. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman's character. Van yeah. Helsing. But um, yeah, and, uh, there was a Catwoman one too. We'll we'll discuss it more oh. next week. <laughs> it was just as bad as the movie, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> it's Halle uh, Berry. Uh, I felt bad for Halle Berry, but yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to episode two of the Real Rap Podcast. We really appreciate whether you're listening to it on Spotify or YouTube or iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you're listening to it, because we really did put it in a lot of different places. But yeah, um, thank you again for listening um, from me, Hilly, and Javi. Yes. We'll see you guys next week. Well, I don't know about Hilly, but if he wants, unless he wants to join us next week. If you're doing but, that, that game thing, let me know. Okay, yeah, I think <laughs> we'll do, yeah. Then we might have Hilly on next week too. So yeah, from all three of us, once again, thank you. And this has been episode two of The Real Rap Podcast. See you next week. See you next week. Peace. Life with a meaning attacking your thoughts Begging and screaming to ask you to stop Remind you of things that you know that you're not Battles of demons you know that you fought Wishing that people would give it a thought now Maybe I just go to therapy Hearing it even a part of the reason these people are glaring me Lights in the glamour